authors. Welcome to another podcast. My name is Daria White. I'm a sweet romance author and thank you for tuning in. I'm glad you are joining me today. Today we are going to be talking about character arcs and for this I will be referring to an author's guide by K.M. Whelan, W-E-I-L-A-N-D. You can follow her on Twitter but she has an author's guide called Creating Character Arcs. Now as a side note, if you're new to this like me, I did not know what this was. I did not know what this was until my editor pointed it out to me in a particular manuscript that I was having her edit. And she said that, you know, for us to almost be finished with this book, I have to ask you, I'm kind of confused on your leading man's character arc. And I was like, what? <laughs> so she thankful for her I'm thankful for her but she went on ahead and explained it to me like I said you guys I was just writing just to write I did not know the structure of this so for those of us who don't know what a character arc is whether it's positive or negative let's look up and see what it actually means your character arc is basically however the story begins that's how your character is whatever state they're in whatever normal world they're in and i'm going to be referring to doctor strange if you guys are fans of marvel movies i am by the way and so i will be watching captain marvel and the last one uh in game for the avengers but i actually found myself kind of practicing in my head a character arc so if you've seen the movie doctor strange based off the comic book in the beginning of the film he's this brilliant doctor he has the perfect hands to where he doesn't fidget or shake when he's performing a surgery at the beginning of the movie he removes this bullet which is in a very very delicate place it's hitting the nerve in this man's brain and he's so precise that he takes out the bullet with no problem and even though he's this brilliant doctor you can tell that he's kind of cocky with it so that would be his character arc cockiness you know thinks a lot of himself kind of selfish in some way but in the movie he gets into an accident now if you know the story then you know he gets to the accident and he messes up his hands he messes up his hands they had to do multiple surgeries they tried to help as much as they could to get him back again to where he was normal at least that's what he thought but he kept shaking those are the after effects he was no longer able to perform the way he wanted to perform so throughout the course of the story it shows the conflict within him to where he wants to be the best doctor again he wants to be the best surgeon again he wants to be the way it used to be but throughout the course of the movie he sees that life is no longer the same it's different now his life is different and he meets people along the way and he discovers who he is on the inside so by the time you get to the film I won't spoil it and say everything but by the time you get to the end of the film he learns that life is not all about him so for him it's a positive change at the end some movies or some books rather your protagonists you know they may not have a positive change it may be a negative change it depends on what type of mood your story is but I thought of that as an example as we watched it I watched it with my sisters and I was just kind of thinking like wow <laughs> it's amazing yes sometimes we as writers we don't watch movies for entertainment we're breaking down the plot in our heads so yeah that's an offer for you but I was watching Doctor Strange and that just dawned on me like whoa this is what it's all about your character starts off one way whether it's positive or negative the middle of your your manuscript or movie rather or it shows their journey whether it's 
them trying to get back to the way things were and they're fighting the change or they're fighting for the change but their past keeps pulling them back and then finally you're ending how they end up either positive or negative so in K.M. Whalen's book that's how she breaks it down and she breaks it down for your positive arc and for your negative arc so at the beginning of the film or book rather I'm still saying film that movie was really good if you haven't seen Doctor Strange yes but for the beginning of your book rather what is the lie she calls it she calls it the lie that your character believes and this doesn't necessarily have to be a detrimental type of lie it could be a lie kind of like in the movie you know he thought he was all that he thought he was the best that was a lie I mean there were other capable doctors that were out there and yes he was good but then when he could no longer do it he had to depend on other people to help him he didn't like that so his lie was was I'm the best surgeon there is there's no one like me and then after the inciting incident the accident happens he loses you know his ability to perform surgeries and his hands are shaking that takes him on the journey and while he's fighting to protect his lie that he is all that he is the best the story takes him in another direction to where he hits that climatic point where he's you know what life isn't all about me life is about you know others and being there for other people and that's where he finds himself you know helping these people that he's met on the way to save the world from the enemies that are attacking so what is the lie your character believes what do they want that's the second chapter in km's book what is the thing your character wants versus what they need so for the example for dr strange he wants to be the best surgeon again he wants to be known as this you know greatest doctor ever versus what he needs what he needs really is to accept the fact that life isn't all about him he has to release the fact that some things you can't control life happens circumstances happen so that's what he needs versus what he wants now this gets a little a bit deeper she does have a chapter called your character's ghosts and this basically is after you figure out the lie and after you figure out what your character wants versus what he needs the question is why does the character believe in this lie in the first place what was the root of the problem I don't think I would have to go back and read the comic books I really didn't read a lot of them growing up but the impression that I got from the movie Doctor Strange the reason why he believes this is because he doesn't know anything else you know he went to school for it you know he proved himself so he thinks that he's the best because he be of course there's more roots to it than that I would have to look up the story but another example with that let me see let me find another example here because I don't know fully all of the story of Doctor Strange so I really I, I don't want to say it and it's not it but the ghost is why does your character believe that lie in the first place so she gives another example let's go to Thor another adventure so the ghost for Thor if you saw the movie Thor is the promise that Thor will grow up to be king regardless of his personal merits now his lie was that might means you know he had the right to the throne if you saw that movie you know he was kind of cocky too he figured you know I'm next in line to be king my power is going to get me there that's what he wanted versus what he needed and his ghost was the promise of being king you can get there regardless of your, your personal methods but his father in that movie really wanted him to humble himself so that's what he needed he needed to humble himself he couldn't just say you know I'm all that you know and I rightfully should be on this throne because of who I am he had to learn how to humble himself so 
Another example she gives in the book Jane Eyre. I have to go back and read this one. This was a good one. I saw the movie, by the way. I love old classic films. So I saw the one with, uh, oh, I forgot. No, Joan Fontaine and Orson Welles. I do remember it. But in that one, the ghost for Jane Eyre's character was her aunt's refusal to love her. She thought her lie was servitude equals love. If you're serving somebody, if you're a slave to them, you know, she had, but that was because of how her aunt treated her in the book. Another one that she lists as an example, I love this movie, Secondhand Lions, the little boy who goes to live with his uncles. The the ghost that was haunting him, which caused him to believe in the lie that he couldn't trust people, was his mother being a pathological liar. He, he couldn't trust his mom. So his, so his lie was people can't be trusted, but it was rooted in his dysfunctional relationship with his mother. So discover your lie whether it's good or bad, whether it makes your character cocky or if it makes your character insecure, what is your lie? And then why do they believe that in the first place? What's the root of that? So, of course, from there, you know, you start your book in their normal world. You start off with your hook and then your inciting incident, your first dramatic scene, that's going to shift things to where your character has to come to face with, okay, either I'm going to stick to this lie that, that had them at the beginning of the book or they're going to make a change. And it's either going to be positive or it's going to be negative. Now, if you want the happy ending, happily ever after, I know that's where I, I usually go. <laughs> My my change is going to be mostly positive, but I am looking into branching out in other sub genres of romance where sometimes the happy ending doesn't always happen. And I know sometimes that can be, you know, kind of up in air with sweet romance. Some people think the happy ever afters aren't realistic. I get that, but for me, reading can be an escape. Some people use it as an escape type of a thing and I love it when the guy gets the girl I mean why you know why should she get on the plane to go to the job in Paris he should be on the he should be in the seat next to her so I'm always gonna root for the happy ending there's enough going on in the world that's negative I don't see why we can't have positive happy happily ever after ending so those are examples of breaking down your character arc and of course she goes into the specific details like how your character should be in the first act the first act being they're believing their lie whether good or bad and then at the inciting incident they have to you know come to terms with and and that's when the tug of war happens and they have to decide okay with all this conflict with all this tension am I going to lean and hold on to this lie or am I going to face the actual root of it and change and then by the time they get to the middle you know you're getting close to the climax and then by the climax that's when that defining moment happens and usually it's an internal defining moment now for Thor let me see let's go down to the climatic scene for Thor. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, so but she does list it as an example. So the climatic scene for Thor is a renewed attack in which Thor's brother taunts him briefly back to his aggressive mindset. Thor then finally proves his devotion to his new truth by destroying the Bifrost and seemingly any chance of returning to his new love in order to protect the other realms. So by him willingly sacrificing himself to you know save the people that shows that he grew and he matured so his journey was maturing and no longer being cocky and thinking he had every right to assume the throne yes he was part of the bloodline yes he was going to be king but he had to mature into that so that's that climatic scene that last defining moment 
of your character and they decide, okay, am I going to do this and it's going to be positive or it's going to be negative? I'm, I'm emphasizing that because I want you to see that it could go either way. Some characters, they decide no and they go for the negative and it has a, a sadder ending to it. And then you have those who do choose the right path and they go for the positive end. So she does break that down for the negative character arcs but I focus more on the positive because she gave more detail in that but again this was K.M. Whalen's guide creating character arcs you can find this on Amazon whether in paperback or in the Kindle again this was something that I invested in you don't have to do that it's totally up to you but I wanted to explain and help you better understand the difference with character arcs so how they start at the beginning of your book their journey in the middle with the conflict and the tension with your scenes and it's moving the story forward and then third the resolution after the climatic scene so that's how you create three-dimensional characters that's what makes them relatable they may not have ways that your readers may like about them like the cockiness nine times out of ten people don't like cocky people but if they know the reasons behind that like okay okay he's dealing with some mama issues or okay she's dealing with abandonment issues because of a past relationship if you describe that and show the journey and the conflict and the tension through your showing and your telling and the emotions and you're showing emotions through descriptive words through all through the five senses then they may not like what's being done but they'll understand and that's what you want to go for so i hope all this was helpful again thank you all so much for tuning in Next time, we are going to be talking about, I'll have to look at my notes here, I believe the next episode may be on scenes. I'll double check that. If not, you'll find out when I post it. Scenes will be our next episode. Again, if you wrote the book, it's already unique because you wrote it. So don't get discouraged. We all have different ways of expressing ourselves with when it comes to writing. So write your story the way it comes to you. So I'll talk to you guys later. God bless. Bye-bye.